Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome to the Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's Word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here. Welcome to another episode of Savor Podcast. I am Stacy, and I am here with my co-host, Suzanne, and we just want to remind you the aim of our podcast is to help us discover the goodness of God by delighting in His Word. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, We've recorded uh, over 10 podcasts now, which is crazy to believe, isn't it? It it sounds like such a low number to you guys, but it's so high to us. <laughs> it's astronomical, you guys. You do not understand. It is. it For me, when I think about doing the podcast, a moment of real honesty and vulnerability, there's such a rub with me because I know God has called us to do it. And he has confirmed that with other people. So those of you who have reached out to us and said, hey, thank you for what you're doing. You guys have no idea how much that spurs us on because honestly it's one of those things i don't know if you feel this suzanne but sometimes i'm like really do we need to do another podcast do people even care i mean and i'm not saying this so you guys will be like oh giving us all these compliments i'm not trying to fish for a compliment i'm being honest about what it looks like when you have a calling from god and then the passion runs out we talked about Mm -hmm. this yesterday Mm -hmm. and how you have to just keep doing it and see what happens. I mean, it's a, it's definitely an encouragement and I've been um, studying a lot in Philippians and I've only got through Philippians one and I've been doing it for (laughs) weeks now. Um, (laughs) but it is just encouraging your, your, um, sisters in Christ in the fellowship of the gospel. And it's such a thing. And it is, I know that sounds very technical. It's such a thing, but it just is. And, um, you know, even like if you leave a review, it like we read them. And I think my husband maybe even wrote one and I knew it was him, but it was just still, it's encouraging because it sometimes it's hard to do the things that God asks us to do and we don't want to, or it's hard to find time. Um, you know, which is why the May one didn't happen. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was just, our schedules got so tight. And, um, so it, it is just such an encouragement. Um, Yeah, Yeah. it is. And, you know, accepting the fact that I'm not smart enough. I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the expert. You're not the expert. No, I'm not. I agree with that. We are not. I mean, neither one of us are. And but we're putting our hand to the plow in front of us. And this is what God's called us to do. And it's been clear that he's telling us to do this and we just keep stepping into it and uh, I just want to take a second to encourage you guys if you feel like God's calling you to write if you feel like God's calling you to you know serve in your family serve in your community in a way and you just feel overwhelmed by it just take the first step that's what we did and listen every single time we sit down to record Suzanne how long does it take I mean poor Suzanne's like over here taking a nap waiting on me to get it lined up to record no I'm just glad I don't have to figure out what the heck you're doing over there with the computer and all the cords and stuff I'm just I'm not napping I'm just over here grateful (laughs) with a grateful heart that I'm not doing what whatever it is you're doing over there it's so funny because every time we record I'm like hang on Suzanne let me see if I can remember how to do this I do keep saying we should write it down or something but I know today you were really fast 
Was I? Yeah. Yay. Thank you. See? See? Encouraging you. Thanks. I appreciate it. But don't you think that every time I've ever felt like God has led me to do something or um, it is a little overwhelming? Uh, Yes. It's very overwhelming. And honestly, I just have to be today, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to keep doing it until he tells us otherwise. And... I believe that he honors that and he honors that those small steps of obedience and who knows what's going to happen in a year from now or in three weeks from now or by the time we record the next podcast or don't release the next podcast. But I will say that you and I have talked uh, a little bit about our desire to do the podcast more often than once a month. Mm -hmm. And so ladies, uh, we're just going to ask you to be praying for us in that, that we will be able to do this more than once a month because we do enjoy doing it. But we also sometimes feel way out of our league when we're doing it. But don't don't you think that's probably um, a common fear that women, well, probably everybody, but specifically, you know, we talk to women primarily, yes. um, other than our husbands that we forced to listen to this. <laughs> but, um, you know, the fear is that we're not good enough or we don't know enough or I'm not smart enough. I don't know the scripture well enough. Yes. Um, and I think we just start where we are. Like, you know, God will equip you. And yes. um, it's not like you're ever doing it by yourself. If you are uh, submitted and surrendered to the Holy Spirit, then he will guide you. And it's okay if we mess up, right? Like, yes. His grace is big enough to cover that. And so I, I think that's a fear that I have, even having worked in ministry in some capacity or the other for the past five years, I still feel that way and I still have to fight against those feelings. Um, but you just got to step out. I agree. I yeah. mean, it, I think about when he asked the Israelites to, when Joshua was leading them, I think it's Joshua chapter three or four, and the river was at a flood tide. And he said, you have got to cross that river with the ark of the covenant. And the priest had the ark of the covenant and they were carrying it and they had to put their foot in the river who it was overflowing at flood tide and trust that God would split that river wide open for them. But he did not split it before they put their foot in the river. And so I'm always waiting on God to go ahead and split that Mm -hmm. river for me. And then I'll put my foot in when I see. And God is like, no, faith is those things that are not seen. You know, it's trusting me when you don't know how it's going to turn out. But if I've told you to do it and it lines up in my word, then put your foot in the river. And I believe I've seen God open that river wide for us. I remember when you taught on that and that was like a really powerful moment for me when you're like, no, they had to dip their toe in the water first. Yeah. But, you know, I think there's also some freedom, like find some freedom in the things that God calls us to. Maybe sometimes we're not supposed to succeed at them. Maybe he's teaching us something in the failure of that because everything I've ever tried has not been successful. Maybe I heard God wrong, but maybe I learned from that and grew from it. And so I think there's freedom in in failing. And um, so anyway, that's just extra for today. Just like we like to say, that's all for free. Stacey loves to say that's for free. So. Um, it's all for free. And we are glad that you are here with us today, whatever you're doing, whether you're sitting out by your pool or whether you're running or driving somewhere or washing dishes or folding laundry or 
whatever you're doing, we are glad you're with us today. We are going to continue in our series on looking at verses that have been misquoted or misused. And so um, if you missed the last episode, I encourage you to go back. We spent some time in Psalms and looking at that verse that said, be still and know know that I am God and I will be exalted. So today we're going to continue in that theme. Suzanne, is there a verse that you have read a lot or heard that has been misquoted or used out of context or caused you to think? Um, So in one of them is, and just again, before we kind of delve into the verse that I want to talk about today, remember, if you have be still and no tattooed on you, that's fine. You know what it means. You know, if you're using that as a reminder of Psalm 46, 10, um, then that's beautiful. Don't think you need to go get your tattoo removed because we talked about it as a verse taken out of context, right? Absolutely. Um, In fact, funny story, in that same Psalm 46, I was reading it as part of our Savor moment and reminded uh, why this verse is kind of seared in me. But if you go and Google or look up um, verses commonly taken out of context, you will see Psalm 46, 5, which is God is within her, she will not fail. And um, I love that verse. I get a little bit offended when people put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. When my favorite verse gets put on the misquoted list, I'm offended too. Um, so funny thing about that is I actually um, had a blog once that I felt God was leading me to, confirmed it in other people, and I still did not continue it. So that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But we'll just say it's on pause, maybe. Uh, no, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's oh, gone. Okay. Um, um, uh, but I think God taught me a lot through that yeah. and has led me to other things. So anyway, um, so I had a blog named that, and it's always on the list, and people are always like saying, don't they know it's not about them? And, and, and truthfully, in Psalms 46.5, when it says, God is within her, she will not fall or she will not fail or whatever, um, it's really talking about Zion. Yes. However, this is a good example of just because you take a verse out of context, it cannot still have application to you personally, right? Absolutely. I mean, I know that's a slippery slope, but let me explain what I mean by that. So that to me, while it's not specifically saying Suzanne and it's talking about a place, I know that as a believer that the Holy Spirit indwells me, the Holy Spirit is in me, and I know, just like we talked about, even in my failure, that God's got me. Like, He's sovereign in His providence and all of that. So to me, that still speaks to me, even though it's not directly about me, or that that context is different, it still spoke to me in a a way that is true. Yeah. So, absolutely. I um, love that. Now, if I took that as I'm never going to have a failure in any way, then yes, that would not be applicable. Right. But I love that. And I love that you named your blog that and it's gone. It gone. It's gone now. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <Yes. laughs> um, man, are we showing our age or I'm showing my age. Well, last so time I said something that I was like, I'm a cool mom, but oh, I don't remember. Spill the tea. I, yeah. Spill yeah. the tea. <laughs> anyway, but I love that. And I love that that was the name of your blog. And your blog didn't turn out to be something that thousands of people followed or led you to write a book that is now a bestseller. We only did it for like, you know, a couple months. So yeah. Yeah. And so, and so I think I love that because you didn't take that verse to mean that you were never going to fail. Right. But you took it to remind you that the Holy Spirit indwells you. And when that is what's true about you, that you are a child of God, you have been sealed 
then yeah, that's an appropriate right. way to understand that. Sure, sure. So don't. So that also to say, if we, you know, if the verse we choose today, I would guarantee. Well, I can't guarantee. Why? Why do I say that? Like I can literally guarantee nothing. Um, <laughs> but I will bet that many of you and myself included, have at some point in my Christian walk used this verse in a way that it was not meant to be used. Mm. The one I'm going to talk about next. Ooh, what a good, like, ooh, should we have a long dramatic like a pause? Long, we'll see you next week. Yes, Back that's right. on Saber. <laughs> We're breaking to a commercial right now, except we don't have any sponsors. We don't have any sponsors, so, um, so hit us up if you're interested. That's but, right. <laughs> just kidding. We don't even know how to do that. Um. <laughs> no, we do not. Um, okay, so whew, back to serious. Yes. Serious mode. Um, no, that Dude, mode we can't is be broken too serious. On me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's good to laugh. Um, so, anyway, the verse that I'm talking about is in Matthew 7, and it is Matthew 7, 1 through 5. And I'm going to read it to you. It says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So that's Matthew 7, 1 through 5. So have you ever heard somebody be like, well, you can't judge me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Judge not. Judge Do not, not judge. Make you're a hypocrite if you judge me. Yes. Um, and I think that that is. I wish that that verse meant that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't judge me, Stacy. Right. You have no right to judge me. Oh, can I tell you how many times I've heard that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's a. And it is a very. Um, six is great. I actually listened to an amazing sermon by Timothy Keller on verse six. Um, that really goes in into that, which because I do think often. You know, I've used that verse wrong too. But um, to me, this is really more about the posturing of our hearts um, and humility and mm-hmm. meekness um, and, and along those lines. So um, what I think is important to remember that even earlier in Matthew, back in Matthew 5, he's really talking a little bit more um, about the Pharisees specifically and um Oh, I was thinking you read, I think you read me something about the Pharisees earlier, but it wasn't in the, the podcast. So yeah, I can, yeah. <laughs> I can, it all jumbles together. It does. <laughs> um, um, but the Pharisees also were judging people as if they were unjudgeable, mm-hmm. right? Like they were mm-hmm. the untouchables. I think mm-hmm. that's a movie or something, but I think it is something, um, but that they were untouchable, the Pharisees. And so the way in which they judged people was not right or holy or any of that. And so I think there's a lot of that at this specific time. Mm-hmm. In history, we see a lot with, with Jesus, Jesus' time. We saw a lot of that, right? Because yeah. Jesus spoke to it often. Um, and actually, the word judge is um, translated uh, to, I always mess up these Greek, Greek oh, words, I, but it, I didn't it looks even try like it on says Krino. Yeah. I didn't even try. I, honestly, the word no, I think it said yada. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure that's not what it yada, says. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what I thought. So, so Krino. And um, it basically can translate a couple different ways. Is judging like judiciously, like we think of like in court, um, condemning mm. um, and discerning. Oh. So if you think about like condemning and discerning, one means something good and one means something 
probably not so great. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, we, we have to look at this in the light of all the things that Jesus talked about, right? And so we know that it can't mean that we don't judge other people, period. Right. Um, because even on the in the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about having requiring um, decisive judgments and things mm-hmm. like that. And we see that in other places in Scripture. Um, in John, I think I wrote it down, in John 7, 24... He talks about judging rightly. Mm. So it's not that we don't judge, but we judge rightly. But I think what we're seeing here in this verse is um, specifically, like kind of what I was alluding to, is that this is like a a critical spirit or a judgmental spirit, a Mm. judgmental attitude in how we approach other other people. Um, You know, I read this quote as I was studying this, and it says, I love this, um, because it kind of speaks to the heart behind this judgment that I think he's um, kind of rebuking in Mm -hmm. this. Um, Demanding, or a demand for perfection can breed judgmentalism, while demands for love can cause chronic shortage of discernment, which in that part mm-hmm. kind of speaks to what you'll what is talked about in verse six, which we're not going to get into today. That's a great verse for another day, or better yet, maybe we'll just link that sermon, sermon from yeah. Timothy Keller that you can go listen to. But a demand for perfection can breed judgmentalism, mm. and so mm-hmm. when we demand perfection from others, but we're not perfect, that's where we see that hypocritical. Yeah. You're a hypocrite. Yeah. Right? I Absolutely. Mean, wasn't there parts where he actually called the Pharisees a hypocrite, like, to their I mean, face? Yeah. He told them they were whitewashed tombs. Okay. They were I a knew there was of something. vipers. Yeah. 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 And he tells them, uh, what I was reading to you earlier, not while we were recording, uh-huh. was out of John, I think it's seven or five, and he said, you search the scriptures diligently, and you are looking for me. But you're not, you don't get it because you refuse to receive me because they wanted to have that critical spirit because they wanted to fulfill the law Mm -hmm. and live by this very legalistic law. And Jesus is like, no, it's not, it's not what it's about. Right, right. And that's what they were judging people on. Um, And so when you go on and then you read the next, um, and so when it says that will be measured to you, it's saying then that's how I'm going to judge you, mm-hmm. right? Almost not that Jesus is sarcastic, but because I'm so sarcastic, sometimes I read into it incorrectly, right? Um, so let's caveat, incorrectly. Um, but it's like, no, that's how, is that how you want to be judged? Right. Do you want to be judged by perfection? Because that's how you're judging everyone else. Yes. Um, not that he's being sarcastic there, but in my mind. I know. You understand what I'm saying, right? I'm trying not to be heretical here about what... You're not. You're not. Because in my mind, he's sarcastic too. And and actually, I think you brought it to my attention a while back ago. And I was really... The Holy Spirit used you to convict me on that. That, no, Jesus is kind. Mm -hmm. You have a sarcastic tone about you. But Jesus, I don't believe ever use sarcasm. Because Mm -mm. it's hurtful. Sarcasm is hurtful. Even if you use it... And it's funny. There's still an underlying, and Jesus would never intend that. So no, for I know sure. That. I think he's just saying, "Hey, you're being critical mm-hmm. and desiring perfection. Do you want me to hold you to that?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is a legitimate question. Yeah. Um. And then the next part where it says, "Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye?" And I think this is where it gets it gets difficult. I think um, because we all have planks. Mm-hmm. We all have specks and we all have planks, 
right? Mm-hmm. But if I have a plank in my eye, like just think, like obviously I don't, but if I had a plank in my eye, would I be able to actually really discern the speck in your eye? Like would I be able to see out of this eye very well? Right. That's what I was thinking as I was reading yeah. this. I was like, if I have a plank in my eye, how can I really see a speck in your eye? So to me, it was like, we listen, we all have planks and we all have spanks, but spanks. <laughs> we wow. all need them. <laughs> that was like a good slip because maybe that is God telling me I need some spanks for a dress I have coming up for a wedding because I was just thinking about that. <laughs> spanks, planks. Maybe that's what we'll title this episode. Is it a spank or a plank? Do you need spanks or a plank? Removed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was just kind of... Um, what I was thinking about that. And I think the idea behind this is that we need to humbly Mm. and Mm. self-assessingly way approach our own planks. And then, and then only then can I come to you, Stacy, as, you know, my sister Mm -hmm. in Christ and say, Hey, how can I help you with this speck in your eye? Yeah. Or the plank in Mm -hmm. your eye, but I can't see rightly if I've got a plank in my own eye. And I and I think we like to, I mean, it would be great, right? We said, it, it, we like to think, just don't judge me because I don't want that conviction. I don't want to have to better myself because we see it as, um, um, you know, limiting mm-hmm. ourselves, taking away what usually because sin a lot of the times is something we want to do. Let's be honest. I mean, if it what if listen, if you're sinning and it don't feel good, quit doing it because it ain't worth it. <laughs> it ain't worth it, right? Um, I'm sorry. Maybe we'll try and edit that sentence. No, out. That because it's not so, appropriate. It, it's so true. If sin, if stopping the sin was easy, then we would just stop it, right? Um, so I think to me that's what it feels like in, mm-hmm. in that verse. I'm sure you have some wisdom um, to bring that. Um, but I think, and I wrote this down, and I did not write if it's actually a Bible verse, so I'll Google it. But it says, judge not judge not to be blind, but to be generous. Hold on, I'll look at it. Yeah, up. let Stacy Google that, because I either quoted it from something I read, or it's an actual Bible verse. There was something lending me to think it was a Bible verse. But either way, it, the point is, is that we don't want to be blind to things that we need to be discerning. Um, yeah, you, you can Is keep it, talking. Okay. I'll keep looking it up. Um, but in order to be generous, and what I think that means to me is that if I love Stacy, if I love you and I see you struggling with something, then isn't the loving thing for me to try to help you overcome that or try to help you see it mm-hmm. even? Um, that is the loving thing to do. And I think as, um, as, as Philippians, again, I know I talked about that last week, but yeah. It says that we're partners in the gospel and we're to be pointing one another's towards Christ. Then it is of my responsibility mm-hmm. to help you see that. Yeah. Now, I think without getting too much into it, six is talking about the way in which we do that. So if I come to you and I say, Stacy, you know that you're sinning, you're a sinner, and you, I don't know what, what you've been doing, but you've been gossiping too much or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Then, of course, you're going to be like, whoa, back up, sister, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's the mercy of God. It's the kindness of God, like you were saying. So that to me, but we use that very much to mean you don't get to talk to me about this. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's not really what it's saying at all. So I looked up um, that phrase, <laughs> yeah. judge not to be, be blind. blind. Um, 
And actually, I think it's not an actual Bible mm-hmm. verse, but it is coming from this passage out of Matthew 7 and then again out of Luke 6, where it's talking about loving your enemies. And it's specifically talking about, um, it's Luke 6, starting in 36. It just says, um, but love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you'll be sons of the Most High, for He's kind to the ungrateful mm. and the evil. But be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. And then it goes into the same, you know, all the Gospels are telling similar stories. Mm-hmm. So the parallel for Matthew 7 is found in Luke 6, and it says, Judge not, Luke 6 um, 37, I believe, judge not and you will not be judged, condemn not and you will not be condemned, forgive and you'll be forgiven, give and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed mm-hmm. down. So yeah. it's a similar section. So that's the whole idea of kind of what, I guess I've probably read that quote somewhere, um, is that the generous thing is to help your brother or sister in yeah. Christ um, after you've removed the plague from your own eye. Yeah, and I think that's such a good point too when I think about it. So I often think about the judgment comes when there's a conflict. Mm-hmm. So if I'm having a conflict with a person, then I assess judgment on that person, mm-hmm. um, if, if, especially if they're a believer in Christ, because I hold them to the standard. And one of the things that the Lord's been teaching me is when there is conflict between me and another sister in Christ is to immediately evaluate my role in that. So do not first look at what Suzanne's doing wrong to create the conflict. Cause you guys don't know we're in huge conflict. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are not. We are not. She didn't bring me fried pickles this week. I know. <laughs> I tried to serve them to you with peanut butter and you were not having it. But when I am in conflict, instead of spending my time thinking about what you did wrong to create that conflict, it is first look in. Okay, God, you reveal to me what disordered desire is in my life or what sin is in my life or what lie am I believing from the enemy to aid in this conflict. And once I resolve that and recognize that and remove that, which is repenting from that disordered desire or repenting or turning away from believing that lie and turning towards God and his goodness and his compassion and his mercy, then I can come to you and say, hey, Suzanne, I know we had this conflict. I see that I was being selfish and I was X, Y, Z, but I also wanted to talk about, you know, and then talk to you about that rather than coming into the situation and just saying, hey, Suzanne, you were being rude and that bothers me and makes me feel this way. Cause you know, we always talk about I statements mm-hmm. um, when we're doing <laughs> like, I feel this way. I feel that you are a real witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just, I, that's what I get out of it as yeah. well. For sure. And I, and I love that because again, it's that like, I almost don't want to say this because I do think sometimes we're too critical of ourselves, but it's like judging yourself first in the situation, but judging yourself rightly, as it says in John. So not beating yourself up, but in humility, seeking wisdom from God. And Mm. like, what am I, what am I, why am I offended? Like, yes, I um, tend, I tend to be a little sensitive. I'm not, I've grown in that in leaps and bounds in the last several years, but it's still kind of a natural bend that I have to mm-hmm. be a little sensitive. So when you are sensitive, you tend to sometimes get offended when there's no offense. Yeah. And so I've learned to always, when I feel offended, to go to myself first and yes. say, what, why do I feel offended? What is in me that makes me feel offended? And, um, I love what you said is that we always want to blame someone else. 
yeah. which there may be legitimate blame to be, you know, right, uh-huh. shared yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think just assessing that self-assessment first. Yeah. Um, well, and the motive, too. So right. James, I think it's James chapter 4 that talks about why we have fights and quarrels, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's because our motives are not right sometimes. And I can't trust my motive all the time. I have to go back to God and say, Lord, is there any wrong in me? Is there any grievous way, the psalmist says, is there any way in me that is not right? And have him reveal it to me. Because sometimes I don't see. A speck is much harder to see. Um, A plank is big and it's irritant. And I may have these frustrations and these irritations, but not understand that there's actually this thing that is there that's causing it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's something that I'm doing or putting there and... um, yeah. Yeah. So then would you say, based on everything that we have said today, that um, there is a time, and I do think it's relational. Number one, if you're not a Christian, I have no right to judge you. Yeah. Right? I can't hold you I to mean, the I mean, I can't standards. hold you accountable to what we're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Non-Christians so, are not held to the standards and and. Like right. So if your God. neighbor is wild and crazy and she's having an orgy every Friday night, like wow, I don't know what kind of neighborhood you live in, but whoa, whoa, <laughs> not a fun one. Of, that's that's not going on. My neighbors are very nice people. There, none of them. I don't even know why that came to mind. Um, actually, it makes me need to do some self reflecting as to why that came to mind. In this. <laughs> nope. Are it's you? Good... You should have not asked me to be your partner. <laughs> that is not true. I think that's a good wild example. That... Um, but you don't, if she's not a believer and she doesn't confess to be, you know, a Christ follower, why would we expect anything different from her? Right. The only reason we're not doing that is because we are Christ followers. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So we can't hold them. But also, um, I would say really in verse six goes into it more in that sermon. But um, to me, this is very relational. If I don't yeah. know you, if I'm not walking in relationship yeah. with you, then I'm probably not going to walk up to you and be like, well, I saw what how you talked to your husband on the way in here today, and that wasn't right. Right. Yeah, that's never. Yeah, that's fly. especially never. if I don't know you. Um, even, that's what I mean. Even in like, yeah. if we don't walk, like, I might know you because I we work together. Right. Or come to church together, but if we're not walking in a relationship together. I don't believe that I have a right to speak that in into yeah. your life because it's not going to be received well. What's the point? Right. I agree. I agree. Um, but because you and I live in relationship, then I, I feel like there are times when if because often when the planks in our eye, we can't see either. Yeah. You can't see. So I get mine out and then try to help you see because I want you to see. Right. Exactly. Um, but so all of that said, you know, there are times when we are called to help. Our loved ones are in Christ, our sisters in Christ, discern. Yes. Don't you think? I absolutely. And that's what I love about that verse when you define the word judge, that it could mean discern. And I have a hard time discerning certain situations because I may be emotionally charged um, in certain relationships. And so you, being my sister in Christ, can see it in a way that I can't see it. Your perspective is different. And so I need you to help me say, hey, no, actually, you got this speck over here that we need to address because I love you and I don't want it to cause an irritation for you. And I see it irritating you and I see it causing problems and I want to help you get it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that, that word is used in different ways. And in this thing, I tend to also think this verse that it means condemn. 
You know, yeah. pretty much like, yes, I'm trying to condemn you for your sin because that's what we saw the Pharisees doing so much, which was a, a cultural thing going on. Yeah. yeah. And that leads us into Romans 8, which says there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And so we are not condemned by the sin that we've done. We we have been justified in Christ. Mm-hmm. We are forgiven. And so there isn't condemnation. And we do I tend to do that sometimes. In my mind, I condemn people, and then the Holy Spirit convicts me of it, and I repent of that because it's not okay. It's not my job. Now, I may need to press in a little bit more and look at what the plank is going on in my eye that caused me to so quickly condemn someone, and then once I spend time in God's Word through the illumination of the Holy Spirit, understanding rightly about the log that's in my eye or the plank that's in my eye, then maybe there is a speck going on in this person that I need to help them discern something, mm-hmm. not condemn, condemn them. them. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, so, you know, that's not to say that we're free from ever lending judgment because that's discernment, like you said, and that's a loving thing to do, but also to check our motives. Yeah. Um, when you feel like you are being judgy, this is not about a judgment. This is not having... A judgmental spirit. That is not okay. That's right. That's pharisaical. Is that a word? You just if said it's it. not, I just made it up. That's right. And um, that's the aim, I think, of this verse is to not be that way. Yes. And you guys can't see this, but she's looking straight at me with a very kind face. But the Holy Spirit just spoke to her to remind me, do not have a judgmental spirit. Mm-hmm. Rightly assess and judge, but do not have a judgmental spirit. It's a huge difference. And I think so many of us walk around with a judgmental spirit. Well, to be clear then, I was actually not even trying to discern or help you in any way. So that was 100% the Holy Spirit and required nothing of me. <laughs> Except your diligence and your obedience and your speaking. And, and I well, love it. And I think that is just so hard in this culture. I mean, we do not think that we can talk to anybody about anything because everybody is offended by everything. Yes. And um, I don't want to. I want people to tell me, did I offend you? Yes. Because maybe it's something we can talk about, or maybe I really did behave in a way that was offensive, and I need to to know that because again, I might not can see that in myself. Um, but that's not how the culture is showing us that it's okay no. to have these conversations. So sometimes these conversations, if you love somebody enough, then you're willing to do that, and that's hard. It is, and it's messy. But if it's a sister in Christ, then you prayerfully go into that, yeah, um, and have that conversation. And if she is someone that you walk in community with, I think that she would receive that well. I, I mean, the women that I walk in community with, if I have offended them and they want to talk to me about it, I would receive that well. I would yeah. listen with compassion, and even if my initial reaction is to flare up. I would hopefully pause and ask the Holy Spirit to convict where conviction needs to happen, push me towards repentance where I need to turn from whatever thought or preconceived notion or lie that I was believing about the situation. So I think that that's so true. And then I think about 1 Corinthians 13 that says love is not easily offended. So Mm -hmm. you think about that offense that maybe you're carrying is it because it's really not an offense? That's why it says, if you have a grievance with your brother, take it to them. And if you start thinking about it and like, well, it's not really that big of a deal, 
then maybe you just need to let go of it because it's not a real offense. Because I think our culture is so easily offended in the church mm-hmm. I'm talking about. In oh, the church, we're oh, easily. 100%. I'm not talking like worldly culture. Again, not even just non-believers. Like we. No, I'm talking believers. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about believers who hear one sermon or one sentence of one sermon and they're offended and they leave the church. And they check out. And they, they're done. I'm offended. I was offended yeah. by something. And maybe like we talked about, I think we talked about this in the last episode. Maybe it was the beginning of this episode. I know. I mean, it all runs together. They were trying their best and they misspoke or they yeah. misquoted. And yeah. we did, we're not extending grace to them and that we're executing judgment wrongly. Yes. Whereas it says, scripture says to execute judgment rightly. And I think that we can um, do the work of figuring out what exactly that looks like. Yeah. Um, but I just had this like light bulb moment as to like wrap all of this together is based on some things that you said to me as, you know, coupled with that I've st- been studying this is if I am cannot wait and it, I just cannot wait to tell you how wrong you are about something mm. or I'm getting some kind of sick and twisted enjoyment out of it Mm. that is probably wrong judgment right because i should ouch ouch. because as we were talking about this i was like yeah that should be hard i should i should be like prayerfully considering how to have this conversation with you because i don't want to offend you because i want this to feel like love and i'm scared it won't feel like love but if i can't wait to tell you what a wretched person you are how nasty you were Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh i've got this okay I might be telling on myself, but I have rehearsed the conversation where I am doing this, and you can't uh, see me, but I'm pointing at Stacey. And, and her head might be moving. Because I talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> and so if I'm excited, not I don't even know how to explain no, what I'm No, I know exactly what you're saying, where there's like, oh, rightness. I'm right. Yes, I'm and it's right. like this justified yes. um, anger kind of. Mm-hmm. Then you're probably not doing, then you probably are doing what this verse is warning us not to do. Yeah. Which is carrying that judgmental spirit versus discerning. Um, Yeah. So that's good. Thank you so much for sharing that, Suzanne. I appreciate that. We did not realize that when we were doing, starting this series that we might only get through one verse per episode. (laughs) We're we're long-winded. We are, but I think it's good. I think it's really good. And we hope that you have enjoyed um, this second installment in the series about these verses that are so misquoted. And if you've got a verse that you have felt like has been misquoted to you or used in a way that is hurtful to you and you want us to kind of help you with it, we'd love to hear from you. So you can email us at saver at crosstownchurch.com or you can um, reach out to us on Instagram. I think it's Crosstown Soar. Is that what we are on Instagram? Or Soar at Crosstown? What are we on Instagram? Oh, I yes. think we're Crosstown Soar. Yes, Crosstown Soar. I was like, Saver doesn't have its own. I know. No, so and we names. can't. Don't even. Yeah. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you guys. There. And this is totally side note. We'll wrap up. But um, so there are different events that we have. Soar Ministry is the women's ministry here at Crosstown. And this podcast, Saver, is part of an outreach that Crosstown is doing. But then we all have these different events. We'll have like the gathering or we'll have women's breakfast. Encounter weekend. Yes. Yes. And my husband so many times is like, so what do you have today? What's it called? What's that again? I mean, he's (laughs) trying to keep up with it. And he's like, are you recording a podcast? Are you praying over women or what? Somebody sharing a story today? What's happening tonight? <laughs> so yeah, we, why do we do that to ourselves? I, I don't just, know. We just love naming stuff. Yeah, we do. But we are so glad that you've joined us today, and we are going to um, go into our savor moment. So for our savor moment, 
after this episode, we just want you to think about maybe a verse that you've clung to in the past, or maybe a verse that you've read, or some a verse that someone said to you, and we want you to just kind of practice putting it in context. And so we just want to be concise in reminding you of what we've done over the last couple of episodes. And when we're reading scripture and we're looking at these verses, one of the first things that we do is we think about who was it written to, and then what was happening in that community at the time. What type of literature is it? Is it a record of the gospel, like a story that happened that's being retold? Is it a letter that was written? Is it poetry? What what type of writing is it? Um, and then think about the cultural context, like how would the audience that that would have been spoken to, how would they have heard those words? And I think there are plenty of resources online to help you come up with the cultural context or what type of writing it is. And we'll add some of those in the show notes. But we just want to remind you, you know, in the same way that you read a newspaper differently than a fiction book or a greeting card, you can't read the entire Bible the same way. So you have to understand what type of writing it is that you're reading it. And so we just encourage you to grab a great cup of coffee, some ginger beer, a sweet tea, an iced latte, my new drink. I know a few episodes ago I told you that my drink was uh, venti ice water from Starbucks. But my sweet, amazing, creative, precious daughter, Emma, that I love more than anything, has introduced me to an iced raspberry latte from Starbucks fabulous. Sounds so good. What was that thing you were drinking yesterday at Starbucks? It was like a half something this shaken. Oh, it was just a tea, like an iced tea. It was half passion, half green tea, unsweetened. Yeah, there you go. That's Suzanne's drink right now. Because she does every now and then drink something other than water. Or coffee. Like, yeah. yeah, every now and then. We are so glad that you guys joined us on this episode of Savor. Don't forget to um, like us and follow it. It will help other people hear this. And if we um, are helping you, we'd love to hear from you. And love to hear any ideas you have for future episodes as yes. well. Thank you, guys. We love you. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for being with us today here at Savor. This podcast is a ministry of Crosstown Church. For information about SOAR Women's Ministry or Crosstown Church, please visit crosstownchurch.com or download the Crosstown app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us.